What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today I'm going to be doing a little video about love in Star Wars. I had a comment and there was some discussion in a video that I did before on is Disney or Star Wars has it become sexist and one of the big comments that's kind of gone around is that the strength of the women isn't really a real strength and so a lot of people have said the women have been as equally disserviced by the writing as the men have been and in the conversations we began to discuss about Leia and whether or not she was actually a strong woman as someone <laughs> tried to say that she actually wasn't a strong character in the original trilogy. I won't go into how that's wrong right now. There's plenty of responses in the comments of that video if you want to go check it out for why she isn't. But as someone began to explain Empire Strikes Back and what made her a strong character, I began to respond in the comments and explain one thing that he said and kind of add on to it. And it kind of gave me the idea for this video. The big thing that a lot of people had an issue with was the Canto bite scene in The Last Jedi. Now, the whole kind of idea or concept behind it and what they were kind of trying to obviously point out is basically like, here's the morals you should have people listen. And it was Rose just telling everyone how they should feel or think that, you know, this is just the case. Open your eyes and you'll see it. A lot of people didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't think it fits in Star Wars. But by the end of the movie, shockingly, somehow, there's a relationship maybe coming. Uh, Rose at least thinks so. She tries to kiss Finn and it just, and she tried to save him in a stupid moment that she says that it was about you try to save those and protect those you love and then tries to kiss them and it's this odd forced thing. I mean, I don't know if maybe they're trying to put it as because she's a strong character, female character that she makes the move and she tries to kiss Finn or it, it, even Finn looked like he reacted and was like, whoa, I don't, this is weird. So I want to discuss love in Star Wars and how it should be written and written well. And the best example of that is Empire Strikes Back. The relationship between Han and Leia is just absolutely perfect it creates depth to both characters it explains both characters and you understand how they might fall in love it is something that is just fresh and original it doesn't pull from the story it actually feeds along into the story and it fits very much comparatively with rose versus finn i know a lot of you might be being might be saying how could you ever say that I get it. Let me explain. The big, the premise of basically the start of the movie is in The Last Jedi with Rose and Finn is Finn is trying to leave. For whatever reason, he's trying to leave. Now, I know the reasons he's trying to basically go to try to protect Rey. So first off, you, you have this character who's trying to protect another girl he's going after another girl but yet Finn's going I mean uh, Ray, Rose is going to fall for him later and that's supposed to be an example of a strong female character but we'll get around to all of these things and Rose is the one that is she's staying she's sticking to her job and she's focusing on getting the work done that needs to be done this is very similar to how it begins in Empire Strikes Back with Han and Lu uh, Han and Leia 
where Leia is very much in charge of everything that's going on Hoth. She's taking care of all the actions. She's leading the rebellion. As the attack begins to happen, she's staying behind and she's trying to make sure everything is taken care of. Han, on the other hand, he comes in and yes, he has those moments where he's trying to protect Luke. But before that, he's talking about leaving. He's got to go. He's got to go settle up his deal with Jabba and make sure Jabba gets paid so that he won't get in any more trouble. He's on the. He's about to leave. He's about to flee. I will also state he's not going after another girl. He's trying to take care of himself, which is a character trait we've seen beforehand. But as those go forward, one, Rose is kind of strong in this in the sense that she comes up with an idea somehow that a random mechanic comes up with the idea of what actually is happening with this advanced technology that everyone else doesn't even know exists but as they go forward she's just kind of dragging along Finn she's kind of expressing him as if he's like a child he's us in the sense of the audience and where she's just telling him this is the case see you need to open your eyes this is what you need to do and there's nothing in that. There's no no connection being built. There's no chemistry there. There's nothing that evokes anything similar to most relationships in the real world. Now, I understand, and I've argued this, and so I could see someone that's maybe watched some of my other stuff comment and say, yeah, but this is a fantasy film. You've always said that fantasy is separate from the real world, and it is by definition, but there is some universal truths and that's the thing where some of the conversation about politics in star wars yeah politics belongs in star wars the universal truths of politics but not direct connections or correlations with some of the things that are going on in our world today how's the film going to look 20 years later when you're trying to explain the certain political stuff that's going on in 2018 or 2017 it just doesn't make sense for a movie about a galaxy long ago and far far away so but for love there's a few very basic kind of story structures of how people come together there's a litany of ways they are actually put together but much like how there's a hero's journey where there's kind of like eight steps that complete it in a fantasy film much is the same with love there's a few basic premises that point a point b point c this is where you go from not in love to in love now there can be a lot of wiggle room and creativity for a writer in what goes on to get them to a b and c or how that fits in the storyline but last jedi just kind of says Hey, follow these two characters. Um, it could have been exactly the same with if Poe and Finn, and I know some people wanted to see Poe and Finn together, but you know, let's pretend that if we'll just agree for the statement or the purpose of this video that there is no sexual relationship between the two of them, they're just friends, you could have the exact same storyline on Canto Bite as you could with Poe and Finn as you had with Rose and Finn. There's nothing that changes who they are. Like there's, as opposed to if you look at in the second act on uh, an Empire Strikes Back, where Leia and Han are together on the Millennium Falcon, that can't be split with someone else. You can't have Han and Luke playing those same roles. So 
there has to be some connection that go is going on so that the kiss at the end, because there's a kiss at the end of Empire Strikes Back, and there's a kiss at the end of The Last Jedi. One is one of the most uh, iconic moments in all of cinema. One is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, the relationship where Rose begins as this kind of looking up to Finn as some great hero and then realizes he's not a hero. There's never really much that you see happen that then changes the way she perceives him. And so she meets him. She realizes he's a letdown. And then right after that, she nothing. there's nothing to cause a change so that you understand this character now loves the other character. And which is why everyone fell off when they saw that, wait a minute, they're in love? This is odd and strange. It was a forced relationship just because, hey, we need to have a relationship in it. There was no reason for it to be there. So let me detail Empire Strikes Back as I sort of babbling along a little bit further and explain how love is written very well. We have A New Hope. Yes, we know from A New Hope that Han kind of likes Leia, but we also know largely he just cares about himself. He wanted the money. He didn't want to save the princess because he didn't want to risk his life, but when he could get paid, now he wants to do it. Now as Empire Strikes Back rolls around, he's kind of like, you know, hey, you know, flirting with her, kind of trying to get her to, you know, you miss me, don't you, all this stuff. And she just brushes him off and she's like, you know, leave me alone. And then she actually even kisses Luke to try to just show Han, like, I don't, I don't care, but leave me alone. Now, we all sense the sexual tension going on there. But as far as a strong female character goes, she's focused on her job. She's focused on what she needs to do. She's, okay, you leave, go. I've got, I'm doing this. If you're going to leave, yeah, that sucks. I thought you were better than this, but clearly you're not. I'm focusing on my job and my duty. Han's sticking with his character. Now the attack happens. Now, again, this is story driven that then we see how the character's arcs happen inside of the story and they then are attacked and Leia is wanting to stay back. She's one of the last people to leave. Han basically has to drag her out. Now you could say, oh, the man has to rescue the woman. But no, I see it as she's a fearless leader. And she's the con she has the concept of I'm going down with the ship. She's a strong character. And she's she has to be basically saved from herself. But it doesn't weaken her character as, oh, the man's saving her. Like, the problem with some of the Disney stuff, it seems like they can't put a woman in any type of struggle because then that just weakens women as a whole or something along these lines. But that's just not true. Everyone goes through struggles and everyone goes through issues. When you see the struggles that someone goes through, it makes you want to cheer for them even more when they begin to finally succeed. One of the greatest examples is the movie Kill Bill. I won't go any further on the strong women. I'll probably do a video on that later then they begin to fly off they're chased so she's still sticking with her duty and who she is as a character so far she is never shirking duty for love or for a man but she has to flee and get away they begin to fly through the asteroid field they end up getting into the stomach of the slug now this is where 
the story puts them in a situation where they begin to have to deal with each other. Now, this isn't just a simple love story. It's beginning to explain and deepen the characters that we know. We take a second and we pause to breathe. Now, this is one of the issues we kind of had with The Last Jedi, but I won't go too far into it. And so a lot of people kind of miss this section if they don't like Empire Strikes Back. They're probably a huge fan of some of the more movies where it's just this high-paced, non-stop kind of action thing. But a good story needs some time to breathe, some time to build the emotion so that the effects in the third act really have deep, impactful emotion to them. And this is exactly what this is doing. Now that she doesn't have her duty or her job that she has to give the most attention to the thing that matters most to her she has to start to deal with this kind of opposites attract sexual attention sexual tension that she has between her and han now a very key thing had to happen in a new hope for her to even consider han if this hadn't happened i would say this is outside of character and it's kind of an odd fitting relationship and that is that han had to actually become the hero in A New Hope and come in at the last minute and rescue Luke by shooting off Darth Vader and killing the other two ties. If that didn't happen, Leia, it wouldn't make sense for Leia's character to ever give this person a chance. She views heroicism and the ability to give up one's life or for the betterment of the entire rebellion. She needs that in a man if she is ever to consider a man. Now, with Leia, she's always been rebellious. She led a rebellion from the age of 16. She's always kind of been a very rebellious character. The problem is, is she got stuck in the structure of leadership and from a very young age, she didn't have the freedom or the excitement of a normal youth growing up. She had to be a leader. She had to be very stoic. And that's why we see Leia's character going from throughout all the movies where she's very stoic. When she deals with loss, she doesn't deal with it like everyone else. Luke sees Obi-Wan Kenobi die, a man he's known for not very long, and he's crushed by it. Leia consoles him. Leia sees her entire planet blow up. She screams, but this doesn't really we don't see it affect her as a character does it change her resolve to move forward so this is the type of person she's become but at her depth at the beginning of who she is it's the excitement of the rebellion that drew her in it's the excitement to fight back now you have han on the other side he's rebellious he's a smuggler he's kind of this rogue character he has at his essence a connection with Leia. Yes, there are opposites attracting, but at their, the depth of it, when you get deeper into the characters, you see they are very similar. The opposite parts that attract is each looking for kind of the piece that they don't have that sprouted from the roots of this rebellion, rebelliousness inside of them. Leia being very structured order doesn't have the freedom because of her leadership role, while Han he is the definition of freedom. He does whatever he wants. He does as he please. He flies along. If he wants to save a princess, he saves her. If he does it, he does it. He does whatever he wants. She is attracted to this freedom inside of him because it's something that she's longed for in herself. Now, again, this does not weaken her character. Her character is very strong. But 
By definition, we look for those, we find attraction to those that we love because they kind of complete us in a weak Jerry Maguire moment of you complete me. But the truthfulness of that still sits the same. We wouldn't want someone who's ourselves. We have ourselves. Someone that could kind of, for her, draw out some of that freedom or excitement or fun that she naturally has been trained in herself to not have anymore. And he needs someone that can kind of settle him down a little bit. He likes the fact that she'll talk back to him. I'm sure the smuggler, kind of suave, cocky guy, he could get any girl that he kind of wants. That's how it's portrayed in the movie. So a girl that turns him down and a girl that's willing to kind of shut him up or call him out on his crap, he likes that. And he likes the idea of someone that's willing to do whatever is needed to be done as opposed to doing whatever you want to do. These opposites begin to attract. So as he begins to kind of ease in on her and talk with her, and he's at a one point kind of massaging her hands as she's trying to work, yet again, she's still trying to find a way to do the duty that needs to be done. But he, seeing the moment and understanding the situation, because he's been in a lot of situations like this where he's tried to smuggle things and go, and he's very much, much more relaxed in the situation. And again, that's what leads this connection. The understanding of who their characters are and what their characters have always done, you start to see that reflected in how that brings them together. So then you have the first moment where he begins to pull in and he kisses her. Now this is key because their relationship has been a uh, back and forth. They're fighting. It would not fit as much if Leia would have just accepted this, embraced him, and pulled him in, and now they're in love. That would be odd. It would not fit. She has something that is more important to her, and that's the rebellion. And that's ultimately why they end up getting a divorce, and there's many issues along with the resistance later on. But for this story, she leaves. Shortly after the leaving, something happens. They have to move on to Act 3 in Bespin. Now, once they go to Bespin, there's still this underlying thing. You have this interest of uh, Lando coming in and kind of trying to win Leia over. She just brushes it aside, but it's actually kind of a little play on Han. You see Han's jealousy kind of come up. You see that maybe it's more than just like the suave guy trying to just win over whatever girl happens to be around. You see it as, wait a minute, this guy might actually have feelings for her. And this goes back to, again, where I mentioned the whole thing where him being the hero, a hero in A New Hope, she needed because she needed this to happen to be able to ever give him a chance to see that he is more. Now, as I said before, opposites attract, but there has to be these connections at the core. And they're both rebellious, but she has now seen that he is also willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. And this gave her a chance to, when he does kiss her, she doesn't fully fight it. She is kind of intrigued by it. Here's a moment in time that's been forced on her that she's never really had that much experience on now in the Leia novels Princess of Alderaan she does kind of have an interest in one guy that ends up getting killed off sorry if I spoiled that I didn't mean to spoil stuff I don't like to spoil things but sorry um he ends up getting killed off and so 
from that point on, though, she's in the rebellion at like 16 years old, maybe 15 years old. So she's not had this. It's new. It's interesting. And it fits along with this intrigue of this free character. She feels that a little bit. But the second they leave where they're at and they're back in the thick of things again, she's not into that as much her character is back focused on what's going on she doesn't trust lando she's the only one that doesn't really trust lando hondo's like honda <laughs> han is very much kind of trusting he thinks everything's going to be okay it's all right she feels that something's up she doesn't want to go to have dinner she kind of smarts off to lando she senses something is up and this is her character and again this is where it's a strong female character and this is where my issue is you don't see any of this buildup with the Rose and Finn. You don't see these hints of what could be happening. You don't see an expression of their character being, being increased, the depth being kind of plunged down into so that we can understand them and know them better. You can't do a essay, a film, film essay on why they fell in love as I'm doing right now with Han and Leia. Then we have one other key component that needs to happen. And again, this is not straying where you have to create this complete offshoot that makes no sense in the storyline. Han is being tortured by Vader. By Vader. He's being tortured by Vader. The point is to be able to draw Luke. Luke needs to sense that his friends are in trouble and that draws him out. This makes sense for the overall story of the movie. It isn't pointless. It isn't like, hey, we need to go find this guy, and then we can't find this guy. Oh, we found another guy. Let's go back. The story was just there. Like It could disappear. There's so many different things you could do. This needs to happen. Han needs to be tortured so that Luke senses it, and he comes to deal with Vader. But inside of that, it's connected to their love story. When he's returned, he's weakened. He's hurt. He's broken. This is not the strong man that he has always been presenting himself as. He always presents himself as the sure guy. He's, he's the best. Who cares? I'm never worried about anything. He is the epitome of kind of the man's man kind of thing. You know, so what? I'll deal with whatever. You let me put my legs up on the table and shoot Greedo when I'm being threatened. That's the guy he is. Now, we can all kind of sense with someone that is so witty and so sarcastic that ultimately he has a hint inside of him that we all know this isn't 100% true. Now, it is largely true. I'm not trying to denigrate the character of Han, but no one is completely sure of themselves in all aspects of all life. This gives Leia a chance to see him again in a different light. We have the connections that I talked about before with the rebelliousness and then the how the rebelliousness inside them led to the opposites and those opposites attracting. Now we have the notes that were hinted about while they were in the slug stomach that this relationship, this tension kind of boiling to the top. Here now we have Han and he's hurt. Now Leia begins to have to care for him. She has to take care of Han, not because it's weakened Han's character and we're making a man who's weak and pathetic and needs the woman to take care of him. This guy was tortured for his friends. This is still a strong character, but he has been placed in a situation where he is down. At this point, that begins to build up some empathy 
in Leah. She sees him differently now. The question she had in her mind of this rebellious free guy that's kind of interesting, but not someone I need to waste my time on, but he was a hero in A New Hope. And now here he is in a whole nother view and the caring and having to take care the caring and having to take care of them begins to build an emotional connection and intimacy and it's not an intimacy of a kiss or of sex or of something that's odd or strange it's a different kind of intimacy a real intimacy that happens in real life it's a shared moment where one person is weak and another person as even just maybe a friend as it begins has to care for this person and that builds something within them now that then takes forward again following with the story and this is why i keep harking on this so importantly because the stuff with finn and rose could have been completely done away with not only is there no sexual tension there's no chemistry there's nothing that hints to there being a relationship at all other than from the very beginning where rose seems like she's kind of in awe that the hero's here it doesn't it just happens it, they kiss and we're supposed to accept oh they're in a relationship but that just doesn't make sense now we step further and han is being taken to be put in carbonite this is very important to the storyline but this is where all of the little lines that have been put together in their relationship are kind of meeting the culmination of where the sexual tension boils over and it becomes something more than just sexual tension but a love now this is where the kiss before is important and her leaving right after is also important this is where his character of i don't really care the freedom kind of side of things and then rescuing at the end of a new hope and being hero that she saw was important this allowed her to take a chance and not slap him when he kisses or not you know want to just get away and find him as a complete slob or a disgrace or just infuriate her now she fights back and argues but she's never really angry the only anger you kind of see is where you sense that Maybe she realizes that he's a little bit right, and that just makes her even more angry. All of these things built up, and then him having to be weakened and hurt from the torture and her caring for him turns the relationship around where she isn't trying to push away his advances. Now she has to bring him in closer to care for him. And now at a point yet again where he shows his strength once again and he shows that he is a hero when the chances are of the carbonite they're testing it on Han because they don't know if it'll work there's they have no clue he's very likely going to die in this situation he's not fearing for his life he's not saying you know someone try to get help what can we do he's not pleading to Lando he looks at Chewbacca and he says protect her guard her now, this isn't, again, weakening the character of Leia. It's expressing the love that Han has. Han may not be able to be there. He loves this girl. He's not going to admit that he loves her because that's his character. And then, so he looks at Chewbacca and he says, protect her. This is where everything turns for Leia. And this is why it's so beautifully written. It is just, it's so, Empire Strikes Back is a masterpiece of writing. 
she's looking up at him and then he looks to her. She He gives her the kiss. Now she leans in. She sees that he loves her. He She can read. She understands. She knows that he doesn't need to say his feelings. They felt them together throughout all this time. But now she's seen from some of the jealousy with Lando to the telling Chewie to protect her. She knows. She leans in. She kisses him at the point where he may die and die as a hero. She cannot hold it in anymore. She must admit to herself. So if nothing more than a last thing for him to remember before he dies, he will know he is loved. And she yells out, I love you. And the character that he is so beautifully responds, I know. And it just, it could not fit any better. It was a touching moment of him informing her that you didn't waste it by telling me at the last moment that I loved you and that ultimately he's known for a while. She, if he does die, can feel comforted by he understood their relationship. If he dies, she need not worry that I wasted these last few days where I could have expressed my love to him more and we could have had more time together where he felt my love and she has to deal with this frustration or hurt by the loss that she just had. No, by saying I love you, I know he's telling her it's all right if everything happens. I knew. I understood. She knows that he loves her and it's repeated beautifully in Return of the Jedi where he says I love you and she responds I know this was never a comment of the weakening of the man where she yells out I love you and he's just like I know no it was very very beautifully well written and it expresses everything so perfectly I (laughs) I absolutely love Empire Strikes Back I think it is one of the most amazing, brilliant stories ever put to film. And I I understand there is a lot of film out there, and I love many, many other films that are not in the Star Wars franchise. Uh, And you have some of the great stories of past in the 70s, and even all the way back to the 40s of movies like Citizen Kane and Casablanca and stuff like that. But this still holds tear with some of those movies. Now, I'm not saying now some of the all-time, all-time greats I understand don't get mad at me, but this is of that quality. This is to be respected and studied and understood and seen. It is much more than just some fantasy film in space. And that's where the disappointment comes to me in The Last Jedi, where it's I've heard that it's brilliant writing, and along with so many other issues, it's that it's just clearly not and I may cover that even more in a later film a later video this is it can't even get one of the main pieces right it fails at every point on Rose and Finn no one's clamoring for Rose and Finn being together everyone I got the hat right now everyone that moment with Han and Leia is just so beautiful it's unbelievable And so I just wanted to, as I began to think about it and express it in a response in the comments to my videos, guys, the comments down there is absolutely unbelievable. Y'all all all 
lay out your thoughts. You, you describe everything so brilliantly. You give some incredible insights on things I never would have expected, and you're all respectful, and I love you for it. So thank you guys for that. If you're new and you haven't commented, I promise my comments have been absolutely incredible and great. It's just spectacular. You will be welcomed in, and even if you disagree, as long as you're respectful, we will all be respectful back to you. And I just love that I can say that on video completely confidently. That's my thoughts on all of this. I wanted to express it as I was thinking about it. Um, I very much look forward to hearing all of your thoughts on this. Um, this is much more kind of a different kind of concept to a lot of the videos on Star Wars channels, and I, I like that. I like that maybe we can express one theme and kind of dig deeper in on what that theme means. and break down the beautiful writing that was done and what makes Star Wars different. It's not, and not to discourage Marvel fans or stuff like that, but there's a depth, there's an artistry to Star Wars that existed before and what made it the humongous franchise it is now. And sadly, too many fans want to say, forget all of you old fans, it's time for a new fan base. That's just stupid. Why would you waste or lose such beautiful artistic writing when there's an opening or a potential for something much better. We have the action films. There's so many franchises from Transformers to Fast and the Furious to the Marvel movies and D, uh, the DC movies. Now you have Sony creating their whole thing. Why can't we have something that is so deeply connected to independent films and that concept or depth of writing that so many people forget that Star Wars was so small when it began because it's become so big. We love it for that. And I would hate for that to disappear. I've gone on long enough. I have no idea how long this video is. Thank you guys for watching throughout all of it. Um, because I put that video on is uh, Disney sexist or whatever. I'll post that right here. Um, and I will post I don't know. I'll post some of the other stuff. I'll put that one because I mentioned it right there. And I'll post a few other videos. Whatever comes to mind. I'll post it there. If you uh, want to help support the channel, I've got a link to my T Public page down below. If you don't, that's absolutely fine. Watching it and commenting down below is more than enough. So I look forward to talking to you guys again. And as the famous line from the movie we just discussed goes... <laughs>